Hey, what's up, beautiful souls? Chad Hafler here with my brothers Eric Dixon and Jeremy Duncan, and we are Lights at the Roundtable. In this podcast, we're going to discuss a wide variety of things, ranging from spirituality and the metaphysics of reality to the psychological struggles that we face on a daily basis. So, we hope you enjoy. We're grateful you're here, and welcome to the Roundtable. Hey, what's up, beautiful souls? Chad Hafler here with my brother, Zarek Dixon. Yo. And Jeremy Duncan. What's up? And we would like to say thank you for joining us another week at the Roundtable. Lights at the Roundtable, because that's what we exude in our lives, and that's what we are here to talk about and shine some of that light on some taboos this episode. Talk about death a little bit with with death hitting near and dear to our hearts this week. and. You know, how we cope with it and how we um, view it and just uh, really shine our, our perspective and light on it, as well as get into some some higher spiritual uh, ascended master lessons and and just some, some common ground knowledge and, and a foundation of knowledge so you can tap into that, that spiritual power if you so choose. So, Jeremy, Eric, how are you guys today about this? It was good, man. I was yeah. like, sh- should we talk about our days? <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely. Close your ears for no, a little bit. No, <laughs> definitely, man. I'm, uh, I'm glad that you asked. It was a, it was a really good day, man. Uh, got productive, dude. Yeah. Um, really productive at work. Like, I feel like I've gained other, um, other processes at work, like processing applications and how to uh, store documents and just how to make the whole process smoother mm-hmm. and more efficient. Right. Like those pieces are starting to come more together now. Like when you take a jump shot, you're not thinking about your feet or your knees or whatever. They're already in line, you know, kind of thing. Right, so right. That it's the like the motion. There. Yeah. The, yeah. The foundation there, the motion is just flowing now. So it's good. Um, so it's getting better. We are almost, um, Almost done as far as renting the apartments. Boom. Do we have 20, I think 21 left? And um, they projected us to be around like Halloween to, yeah. to get it done. So we're going <laughs> to we're gonna crush Oops. that. Oops. <laughs> um, Next site, please. Which is, yeah. Uh, there's talk of that. I know. Yeah. So, but it was, um, it, it's good, man. It was a good day as far as the work game goes. Um, work game proper. Work game proper. How would you How would you feel about that? A new one? Would you want to start all over, or would you want to stay at the property you're at and continue Great the questions. work? I have mixed feelings on it. There because would something tells me that with the proficiency in which you were able to rent those apartments, <laughs> they would want you to fill the next one. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, dude. Um, yeah, and that's what you know. That's what my boss is already telling me. Like there's already talk about it. So start thinking about it. Um, cause she knows how I am. She's like, I know how you, you are and yeah. you, yeah. And you want to think about things. So, 
I was like, thanks, man. Like, that's, are there, there talks that. of doing another one in Cincinnati? Oh, yeah, the, oh. yeah, already um, occurring, actually being built. Um, I can't remember where it is, but it's really nice. It's like a, almost like a factory type. It's going to be kind of like a powder factory. Once yeah, yeah it's going to be legit. Um, so, yeah, there's talks of that. Um, I would need to make my voice heard on a couple of things. First thing, I'm getting used to it, but two consecutive days off. Have if to. that would be possible. You make it possible, brother. Yeah, exactly. You become expendable. Yeah, I think point. I think the proficiency that you've yeah. been able to perform, you've made That's yourself a work valuable hard. asset like it's yeah. So that that would be the the first thing that came to mind if when a negotiation comes to mind. Is that a line in the sand type of negotiation or how much does that mean to you? Is the first a lot. thing you said. It means a lot. Yeah, because it, it. I'm glad you're aware of that. It's physically it. draining. Fuck yeah, it is. I get, I do get a weekend off every month, which is great, and I'm not complaining at all. But when it wow. comes to energy, and then being able to put forth energy into other places outside of work, it takes more it work. Gives you more balance. Yeah, you know? it gives you more balance. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so that would be the first thing. Um, I would need to see where it is, and then that's really just a a visualization thing my drive to work right now is great it's yeah. like 20 minutes it's all back road yeah, beautiful drive. trees yeah it's it's really nice so that's something else i looked at so those things are important to me yeah um but yeah uh the the line i think in the sand would definitely be the couple of days yeah for sure if anything really yeah um but yeah so there's already talk of that um so the work game is proper Dude. That's what's up, man. Yeah. Proud of you. Thanks, man. Yeah. Really, like a good day. Re- yeah, really appreciate that. Um getting back out, running. Back is healing. Got a little regiment going for that. A little training. Uh training a couple days a week and then running three days a week. We'll see how it goes for a couple weeks. Working with a personal, uh not a personal trainer, but a physical therapist. So yeah. Nice. Mm. Mm-hmm. I got my lazy ass out of bed before work for the first time today. Did you? Oh, yeah. That's what's up, man. Read 35 pages of You Are a Badass. I've read that book. Yeah, read 35 pages of it. It's awesome. Yeah. And what was your I thought synopsis? that it was going to be more of like a book, right? But it's kind of just like Nepo's book. It's little snippets. It's snips. Yeah, yeah it's just little pieces of advice snippets. for every day. But it was, little uh, stories. Yeah, it's nice. Mm-hmm. Those kind of books are perfect because especially if someone's just trying to get in a routine, like yeah, dude. diving deep into something, it's so much easier to cut it up into little bits of information. Like, yeah, because I only had a half an hour this morning. Right. Uh, I woke up at like 7.45 and then I had to be at work at 10, so I had to leave by 9.15. So I woke up, brushed my teeth, got dressed, a little, not dress dressed, but you know, comfortable enough to go sit downstairs, read, and then I had to take a shower still or I would have had more time, but. It's cool Sounds you like made a like a brother. Yeah, yeah it's it was, cool. It you hear people talk about it, right? But then it does change like your whole day. Yeah. I was awake, I was thinking, my mind was already going. I wasn't groggy and tired leaving the house cuz usually I, I'm rushing. Yeah. Like I wake up and I got to leave in 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> wake up, get dressed, Ugh. get in the car. Man. Yeah, that's heavy, man. Hey. So, and but then I usually have like a 35 minute drive, so to you know, catch I kind of get up. like a little bit of moving meditation and yeah. listen to to Rogan or listen to, I'm listening to, um, 
The guy that was interviewing Quick on that video that I sent you guys. Oh, Tom Bill you? Yeah, yeah, Tom Bill you is awesome. Yeah. I forget what the show is called his now. Job. Oh, um I know it's Lewis something. Oh. Lewis the Holmes. School of Greatness. Yeah, Lewis Holmes. Yeah. 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 School of Greatness. So I was been listening to that. And That's a good one. Now that I'm training for management, I'm training out in Centerville. Which again, beautiful drive, all back roads. Yeah, that's a nice drive. They've developed that area so much. There's so many fucking mansions out there that's now. A lot of money. There is so much money out there now. I remember when we would go to Centerville in high school. It was fucking cornfields. Yeah. the whole drive. There was nothing yeah. out there. Now it's nothing but nice ass subdivisions and huge fucking houses. Mm-hmm. And still country and beautiful, but they've put a lot of money out there. But it was just a whole different drive to be already cognitive and aware, and then you're much more in tune with what you're listening to on the podcast. And yeah, and then training lasted just long enough for me to not get home until like one twenty, one thirty. So I had to miss the meeting with James today, and then I'll miss tonight because we're doing this. So I'll have right. to go back and watch that one. But yeah, but at, right after tomorrow's or something, I'll do tomorrow's. Hopefully, I'll be home in time from work, and then be part of the live, and then watch today's video. Yeah, but yeah, it was a good day it's fucking impressive man like to, from all the other jobs that i've had walking to cooper's hawk today and in the party room they had like the orientation set up and they had these two big ass boxes that were like real nice and had the cooper's hawk emblem on them and inside was like five chef coats and two fitted hats and that's pretty fucking cool <laughs> but it was nice, all presented dude. in like this right. really nice packaging it's not like it was just professional here's some dude that's amazing at and stuff like it was handled a lot better <clears throat> And uh, that's really taken cool, care man. Of, huh? Yeah, that's what's up, Cooper's Hawk. Hey, go, that's go you. It was bro, nice, man. That's what POK did. They presented me with my stuff. Dude. It was, it was nice. so cool. Yeah. That's cool as hell. Yeah. And uh, they had just recently started back up the program where every manager in training. Like I was curious about this when I got hired because the kitchen manager at Liberty Center told me that he got to go out. But now they're doing it to where every manager who gets hired is supposed to go spend three days in Chicago, and the owner meets every new manager. <clears throat> wow. And you get Damn, to spend three days really in cool. Chicago visiting the first winery that they built, the restaurant and winery that they built in Chicago. You get dinner. They mm. take you out and show you the town and stuff, and then you come in and you talk to the corporate chef, the CEO, the owner. This is pretty sweet. And drop them a link to our podcast, man. I know, right? Like, hey, check us out, man. This is what else I'm doing in my life. So, <laughs> so hopefully they, they were saying it because it's not on my schedule, but they did. He said they did just reinstate it. So maybe towards the end of my training, before I go back, Dude, be they'll try to schedule sweet. something for me to go spend three days in Chicago and meet everybody. That's really cool, oh, man. That, that is awesome, dude. Way to invest, man. Like that's so cool. And I'm glad you found that opportunity, man. Because I'm excited. I um that interests me. It makes me think like, wonder what their um you know, wonder how long their employees stick around there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Yeah, it so makes almost, me think that it'll be more longevity. Almost every yeah. employee at Centerville has been there for the entire two years. Mm, interesting. Had, the new hires that they're bringing in yeah, are get, because volumes picked up and not because people are quitting. They present you with stuff. When you feel love, why wouldn't yeah. you stay? They Fuck. Sh- <laughs> they share. <laughs> That's the they, problem with most corporations. They let you in, like that's yeah, cool. they care yeah. about you. There's a lot of transparency. Yeah, it's nice. The, well, man, that's awesome. The so biggest thing that sucks. <laughs> oh, come on! I mean, it, it sucks <laughs> at every restaurant. You can't get away from it. But the biggest thing that sucks is my first week of training is their first inventory. 
Oh, and their trucks. You don't man, like inventory? Huge man. Hell no. It sucks. Yeah. Everybody hates it. Yeah. But I mean, it is what it is. You have right. to do it. Inventory. Yeah. It's gonna be Fucking next odds. Monday or Tuesday or something. Yay! Yeah. But you're talking about like two or three thirteen thousand dollar Cisco trucks a week on top of all the produce they get. Like, I hated doing inventory at Matt's, and it took us like two hours, and our orders were a quarter of that size. Holy moly! Granted, there are a lot more managers in Cooper Hawk, so hopefully yeah. it won't be as bad. A little bit of divide and conquer. But Plus, they fucking love you, bro. Count their fuck, shit man. with, oh, no, I'm with not, a I'm smile. Not, I'm not mad about happening to do it, <laughs> but the process just sucks. Right. It's, it's not good anywhere because there's no way to make it simpler. Hmm. You just shit on a shelf. You got to go fucking count it. And then you got to weigh it if <laughs> right, it's already broken off the shelf. Like it's, yeah, you can't cut corners. <laughs> if there was a system in place, I would be happy about doing it. I'll right. do it with a smile on my face, but it still sucks. <laughs> oh, man. That's great. I, I'm happy to hear they take care of you, man. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, they're going to force me to wake up early, too, because like half of my schedule is 8 o'clock. So if I want to get anything done in the morning, that 6 o'clock routine is, is going to have to start. See you at four. So yep. I got to sleep, man. Now you might have to try to start smoking at night. Yeah. yeah. I got to sleep. Yeah. Gummies. Something. Yeah, I would do an edible. Gummies. I need something. Yeah. Yeah. I need to try for something sure. first. That's what they're known for. Yeah. I don't have any, and I don't have any money right now, so. Hey, you know what's free? Breathing. I've tried breathing. breathing. I've tried breathing. I've tried breathing. I've tried guided meditations. I've tried classical music. I've I've tried so much stuff, man. I just get in my own head. It's the only time during my day that I'm usually at a standstill and don't have to worry about anything. So my mind still continues to just process everything and worry. It just keeps me awake. Yeah. It'll get better. But that's why I stay away from pot and marijuana and doing that is because it makes me feel tired and lazy so when you need to be tired and lazy there you go at the end of the day (laughs) go lay down maybe it'll be perfect there you go brother (laughs) there you go how was your day hey don't your turn (laughs) your turn uh my day was great man uh man i feel good today i feel alive i feel um exhilarated man i've doing been doing the um retreat yeah that james and joe are put on the past couple of days and coming in like a couple of weeks out i've been feeling a shift because i've been feeling sluggish a lot of uh, negative patterns that have come back up have been surfacing in my life and uh, just becoming aware of it it's like okay set you're getting ready to do a retreat you're getting ready to go to colorado a week yeah let's make august the big shift yeah man because you have things to assist you yeah. you're not going to be in your day-to-day yeah because you can't always shift in the same space that you're struggling to shift in fire. So coming to that recognition, like, boom, here it is. You got a week long retreat and then you're going away for a week into the fucking wilderness of Colorado and Utah to get, <sighs> to, to go feel small, basically oh. to, to humble myself and to get some perspective on, on life and man cut ties with tobacco finally, which I have Dude. but to concrete that, you know, Another thing that I'm getting away from, and um, I'm down to 0.03 nicotine. See, I'm not even going to give myself that because that's always been the cracked door that's let me fucking kick it, kick it open before. That was always my crutch too. I've I don't know how many times I've like I'm going to quit, and then I'll buy a can of dip. Like yeah, quit smoking. (laughs) 
Yeah. Well, I got a fucking dip in my mouth. It's like, no, bro, you didn't, you didn't quit. That's why I quit the first this fucking, time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a great day. I did the retreat and then took Cole to the park. We went and walked on the bike trail. I got a picture to show you guys of a mama deer and two baby deers right next to us on the bike trail. It was awesome. Sweet. Oh. I walked out for a run the other day, dude, and there was two raccoons. It was <laughs> early in the morning, yeah. and there was two raccoons out here. They were hiding behind the trees. Yeah. Bro, I almost called you, dude. It was like 6.30 in the morning, Yeah, and it reminded me of the scene from a few weeks ago, <laughs> about 3.30 in the morning. Right. We were hiding by, behind trees. Right. It looked just like that. Like a bunch <laughs> of fucking teenage raccoons. Mm. Um, so. Yeah, we went to the park, and then we unintentionally swam in the river cold said dad can i get in the river i said well you can take your shoes off and put your feet in as soon as he walks out there he flops down <laughs> shirt and shorts everything <laughs> dad i'm going swimming i'm like okay well i guess i can't stop you now uh cool all right to so be a kid yeah and then i almost got in trouble because he had a uh kindergarten play date for his uh upcoming school year because he's starting kindergarten at six and Brittany's blowing up my phone. And at this point, I'm in the river with Cole in my, <laughs> in my shit and uh, coming out and get the phone. And it was like, where are you? Hello? 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 I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Cole, mom's pissed. Let's go, buddy. So, but it was a good day, man. I came home and she she wasn't pissed. She was um, yeah. a little stressed for time. Sure. In her mind. But she ended up having 20 minutes after dinner to chill, you know. But um it was good, man. It was good. She made an amazing dinner. Chicken with a arugula salad with mozzarella and lemon vinaigrette dressing. Oh, my God. That shit is so good. I love arugula and that lemon dressing, man. It's so fucking good. Yeah. The first time I had it was in Vegas. And then we came home and started making it. Dude, it's so good. It's delicious. So, yeah, it was a good day. And now I'm here sharing with you boys. Nice. Pretty fucking good day. I can feel the light. Dude. I feel it too. I feel it too. I've been I've been a lot more steady with my practices as well, um, breathing, and, and not even on my own. Like doing it with Aubrey. Yeah. And now Brittany has agreed to do it with me because she's agreed also to quit smoking cigarettes with me. Sweet. Um. So taking a more uh, active role in our relationship of like like hey let's put in some work. Like wow. We sit around on our phones all the fucking time late at night and we hardly communicate. We hardly do shit together. Let's breathe. Yeah. Let's breathe. We're quitting smoking, you know? So, which is basically like the opposite of breathing. Right. <laughs> Boom. Right. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, I, I feel good. Plus, with the, the topics, you know, the Ascended Master topics, it's got me back into meditation and sitting with it and calling that energy in. And it's, it feels fucking good. Good, man. We had a, I brought the cards tonight. So I'd like to pull some cards. Absolutely. And one of the breakthroughs, that Brittany and I had were with the cards and we Today, had yesterday. Uh, no, this was about a week ago, mm -hmm. right after our last podcast. Mm -hmm. And we had this pr pretty brutal fight. Her and I have razor tongues and we fucking shoot hard at each other. I know you've ripped you, razors. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we're both witty and we're both fucking brutal. Mm -hmm. uh, so we, we had some pretty harsh words for each other from our own trauma and the own, our own things that we haven't processed within the relationship. And, I really felt like I was not necessarily in the right, but good to stand firm in my position that I was taking within the argument. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. You know, I, it does. So, you know, I wasn't backing down and I just 
like, hey, please quit talking to me. Please quit talking to me. And we didn't talk for like two hours. We had dinner silently, you know, and after dinner, we cleaned up and I was like, let's pull some cards. And she has her own deck and we pulled cards and her cards were perfect for what she asked for. You know, it was like, hey, you know, you need to really evaluate your judgment you put on others and take responsibility. And like, I am over there like. I start crying for her, you know, because I knew she was realizing like, oh shit, you know, I'm struggling right now, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. it was really powerful, man. Yeah. And I just, I just said, I love you so much mm-hmm. unconditionally, unconditionally. And it's just like both of us <sighs> started crying and shit. And then um, I pulled my cards and it was like stepping it, step it back into your magic. I pulled the Raven and the Raven is the magic card. And mm-hmm. I've been getting back into the violet flame and St. Germain and, Dude, Brittany just looked at me and smiled. Dude, it was a really, really powerful night for our relationship. So um, I felt called to pull the cards tonight, if you guys don't mind. Absolutely, man. That's a that's an awesome story because, I mean, when you're in those moments and you're just kind of, you know, you're butting heads and, you, like you said, like, let's not talk. And you go through dinner where it's, like, silent. And then you have that moment where you're just like, okay, fuck it. Like, man, let's do some work on the, this. Hey, <laughs> I love you and let's work like let's work through this yeah. like i don't know if you physically held hands but like you just physically hold hands with that person or mentally or whatever and you're like dude i don't know i don't know but you surrender yeah let's let's do this and like just like you said like we love each other unconditionally man and just some tears have shed i mean even like with kayla and i that's like one of the most powerful things we do cuz not everything we're going to see eye to eye on yeah but man nice story yeah thank you brother and and, you know it's something that we always touch on it's this is a tool Mm -hmm. this is a tool to use you know it's not magic it's not going to tell you your future Mm. it's just going to give you a different perspective and maybe confirmation on what you're seeking within the cards so when you sit down what we did is is when you shuffle the cards you just get real clear with your intent like show me and you can speak to God, your higher self, your angels, a, a past deceased loved one, uh, whoever you feel a higher presence from, you can talk to, directly to them and just say, hey, please help me use these cards and show me through these cards what it is I need to address yeah. or um, what path I need to take in this decision that yeah. I'm about to make. Yeah. So it, it's a really powerful tool for you to just get out of the way and for spirit to speak through a tool like this, you yeah. know, because... No matter what you draw, it's trying to show you something. Yeah, you know? I, yeah, yeah, so good. Visualization is is great too. To be able to see it and like be able to put it like on a card or a piece of paper, and I just kind of see it as like you know, uh, maybe even praying, almost praying to something or looking at yeah, the cards absolutely. for a different perspective, and you visually see something and you see something on the card and. I think yeah. those two are kind of one and the same. So for sure. Prayer is intent, brother, for sure. Definitely gives you a great perspective and another outlook on a situation that you might not see so clearly. Yeah, absolutely. Well said, brother. Well said, my friend. That. Love the cards, man. They always speak. Yeah. So if you guys want to get clear on what you want, because... The cards are going to bring everybody their answers. That's the beautiful thing. It's not going to be like, oh, well, that card wasn't for me. It's like, did you see that card? Did you hear what it was about? It was for you or you would have not heard it. You know, it's up to you to interpret. So I can tell you what it means to me 
And it it's going to be a different translation of what it's going to mean to you. You know, mm-hmm. it may be similar just yeah. because they're pretty in depth. Uh, some of these, but you can read it. I'm just going to try to find them as you. Oh yeah, yeah. <sighs> the cards we pull. Fox. Adaptability. Adapt to the changes that are happening. rabbit fertility your creativity is at its peak (sighs) Mm -mm -mm. the buffalo (laughs) abundance you are provided for in all ways Do you want to read them or do you want me to just go I, ahead and read them? Go ahead, brother. I'd right. like to pitch in on one of the reads. Do you want to read it, one? It, just one. Maybe we could each read yeah, one. Hey, that's cool with me. Okay. That's fine. Do you that's have a preference? Idea. Do you have a preference? No, just no? one. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll just go in order then. I'll just start with the buffalo. All right. Buffalo abundance. You are provided for in all ways. You need never go hungry. You will always have plenty. Plenty of physical and emotional substance and just as important spiritual nourishment. To sustain this state of abundance is important to remain appreciative of all that you do have and consistently express your gratitude to Great Spirit as the true source of your supplies. Have faith in this fact rather than getting caught up in the beliefs and lack and limitation. In fact, you will always have more than enough, so give away any surplus willingly and enthusiastically. Whenever you do give something away, do so out of love from your heart rather than from a sense of martyrdom or to gain others' approval. Nature gives unabashedly and generously unto life and unto death. Let that part of your nature be a fount from which your giving generates. In this way, you will experience a deep satisfaction and heartfelt sense of connectedness to others in your family and community and quite naturally feel immensely grateful for all that life gives you. Amen. <clears throat> wow hello dude wow i love that one i saw man i don't know what video it was today but i saw a video i don't even know where it was but a buffalo came in somebody's house and literally went right to their dinner table and ate food with them abundance and, dude abundant of food i've never seen this commercial or like video ever before and i saw it today and i was like all right, <laughs> and it makes me Life think is of the so tri- beautiful. Yeah, man. it makes me think of the trip coming up too. Buffaloes. Um, mm. It also touched on death as well. Yeah, that was our topic tonight. Uh, okay, the fox adaptability. It's important and necessary to use all of the life skills you've learned to not get stuck in any rigid thinking, patterns of behavior, or familiar emotional traps. And if you find yourself there, to get in, to get unstuck as soon as you can. Walk outdoors. Do something physical and mindless to shake things up a bit. You have to be flexible right now and adapt to the circumstances rather than trying to make the circumstances adapt to you. Hmm. 
There are unlimited possibilities as to what will happen next. You can feel much more at ease as un- and unstressed if you allow those possibilities to just unfold. Adjust your attitude and actions to agree with them and prepare for your next move by being open and willing to do with it or to go with it. Stop fighting the way things are or demanding that things change. Life knows what it's doing. Trust that and shift with the continuum, whether it moves slowly or swiftly, and life will be much easier. Boom. But, uh, I got any thoughts on that? Uh, man, it really hits home with me and just talking about shifting and huge okay. shifts. Last two weeks, all he's, right. he's talked a lot about feeling like he was stuck. So Yeah, and, and I... I felt the shift coming and I felt, I feel like I've moved through a, a good portion of it, mm-hmm. uh, just with my mindset, my energy levels and, um, my called upon assistance for discipline in my life. You know, I don't, you know, calling on ascended masters and, and my angels and my guides to help me just, just like, Hey, fuck, I felt like this for a long time. Help me. I need mm-hmm. help. So, uh, just vulnerable, you know, vulnerability and, and opening up to, the fact that we need help sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, and that for me, that's so fucking tough to ask for. Yeah. I like to be the one giving the help, you know, and it's part of my savior complex that I have. Uh, I want to be abundant and I am abundant, but I want to be abundant all the time. And it's just not uh, necessarily possible at this. It is possible. It is possible. And I'm shifting to that and I'm shifting to that. So, yeah, um, I've caught myself in old patterns. So, yeah, that means a lot to me, that Fox. Plus, Cole's getting ready to start school, adaptability and schedule. I'm about the, about the piano reminder to, to adapt to the new job, not to try to make it adapt to me. Mm, yeah, there you go. I feel like you go into a lot of jobs knowing you have a certain skill set and trying to force that skill set onto where you're going. Yeah. Instead of allowing them to mold some of that and, and actually teach you and adapt to oh, to their good. vision and their culture. So especially a culture <laughs> like that. Yeah. Where it, nice, it's dude. like, hey, mold me because you guys got something good going, yeah. going on that's working. Teach well. me the ways, yeah. And they didn't lay anybody off during COVID. They, yeah. They were making ten million dollars a year just off their wine club. They didn't need to. shit. Probably mail that shit out all over the country, huh? Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Instead of having to worry about who we lay off and how do we save money? It was just, we'll wait till the very last second mm-hmm. until we need to. And they never needed to. So oh. that's awesome. It's good to see a company say they put their employees first, even before their guests and then see them actually, actually act do like it. That. Yeah. So, they all say it. Yeah. Well, maybe not Walmart. Not all. Of them. <laughs> they all don't say I'm it. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <clears throat> Fertility, and this is the one I thought you would read, Eric. <laughs> when you when you said Fox, I was like, what? Hold on, you threw me for a loop. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Rabbit, fertility, your creativity is at its peak. This is an incredible, creative, and fertile time right now for you. Get going on the projects you've always wanted to do or those that you've started but haven't finished. Ooh. Um. <clears throat> These are not necessarily ones that have anything to do with earning money, but those of which you have a passion for, whether writing, painting, sculpting, or some other expressive art form. 
don't even think about whether you're good enough and don't measure your creations against anyone else's. Let them be unique manifestations of your fertile imagination without comparing them to anything or anyone else. If you're spending a lot of time frittering away precious time on things that really aren't all that important, then take all the energy and pour it into your creative pursuits. Holy shit. Man. Excuse me, I gotta get some more. Speaking out loud to myself. Uh, If anything to you is work, 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 then it's even more important that you play, play, play through these channels. All those distractions sidetrack you from knowing the joy of pure, unadulterated, artistic revelation. Go for it. Let yourself feel uninhibited joy in the process. Additional associations. Vigilance, abundance, agility, and sacrifice. That's a good one. That is a fucking good one. Woo! Thank you. Thank you, gentlemen, for reading. Thank yeah. you. We hope all you listeners got something from that as well. That's, um, man, these are such powerful tools, man. And these cards, oh, spirit never fails. It's not the cards, it's spirit. We would so, love to hear your thoughts on what happened there as we read. Anything came to mind? Let us know. Yeah. Something. That'd be cool. Something came to mind. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For Even sure. if it's judgments, let us know the judgments. Hey, what the fuck? You guys are weird. <laughs> <laughs> My own old limited beliefs, you know, when I got into those practices at first, you know. This is a happy space. Keep that shit to yourself. Ah, got him. <laughs> this is a happy space. This is my happy face. <laughs> What's that movie? You remember that mm-hmm. old cheerleading movie, the uh, men in black dude? He's like the cheerleading coach for Texas football or some shit. I don't no, know. But did you see that the uh, <laughs> the senior from <coughs> Texas, West Carroll or something, whatever it was in Texas, he's foregoing his senior year to come be a part of Ohio State, the number one quarterback recruit in the country? I did not. Yeah. Said he's not going to go to a senior year of high school. He's going to forego it to come early to join Ohio State and create a quarterback controversy. Now we got two of the top five quarterbacks in the country. That's what's up, dude. Take it over. Oh. Take it over. How do you get into college aren't if you they, drop out of high school? What the fuck hey, is backwards here? If you have they, enough credits, you can graduate early. Oh, uh, okay. I got. You. I had I enough credits. Like, fuck it, I'm dropping. I had out. to take government. Yeah. But I had enough credits to graduate after I my junior government. year. Or I think I needed two or three, but whatever it was. Are they getting paid now? They can get paid for their likeness. So yeah, we should be seeing a new NCAA football game coming out it, next year, hopefully. Man, it, it's just going to turn into a, like a minor league uh, because schools are just paying, going to pay out the ass or boosters. And, schools and, can't pay. Right, right. Yeah. That's why I corrected myself. Yeah. They're going to have sponsors. Yeah, they get paid for their likeness. So like if they're in Dude. their likeness or their voice is used in anything or cartoons or TV commercials or video games or anything, they get paid for that now. So. I've, dude, I straight watched uh, a college recruit open up envelope after envelope after envelope with cash in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Oops. Dex. Yeah. Dude, he's just, just getting envelopes full of money. That's like, well, dangerous, man. He's like, well, we're going out tonight. <laughs> Sweet. I mean, people know these kids. They're not allowed to have a job. Football or basketball or baseball, whatever it is, is their life. They're not allowed to have work outside of that, so... How the fuck do they expect them to have a life in college if they're not making any money? You have to. 
Yeah, but the amount of money they give them is ridiculous. People in Olympics don't get shit. <laughs> right. Competing for your country. <laughs> nothing, dude. Have you guys watched any of the Olympics? That's because nobody watches the Olympics. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, no, isn't that crazy? It's like the best of the best athletes in the world. But it's not anymore, man. It's, yeah, it's like not A lot anymore. of them won't go because they don't want to injure themselves for their actual professional for seasons nothing. and stuff. Not for nothing, but for their actual professional seasons, they don't want to miss that. Yeah. The so professional they're pulling themselves they get paid out. For. Yeah. Did you guys know skateboarding was now an Olympic sport? No, is it really? Not. The fuck is not? Yes, it is. <laughs> That's why I don't watch the Olympics. You motherfuckers are crazy, dude. Skateboarding? Yeah. Keep them in the X Games, man. Yeah. That's, yeah. I don't know. I don't watch it anyway, so I shouldn't bitch. <laughs> I don't think I don't think a lot of people... I think I saw an article about how bad the ratings were on uh, for the yeah. Olympics. Yeah. Nobody, so nobody gives a shit. It's interesting. We only give a shit when they're in America for some reason. I feel like when I was a kid, Olympics were a big deal. <laughs> like my family, we watched all the Olympics. Maybe it was just the family I was in or See, my I dad. Have not ever... as a family. I watched a couple here and there, but not as a family, unless it was in the United States. When it was in Georgia, I remember it being like a big deal. Mm-hmm. You ever watched a documentary called Icarus? No. It's about Russian doping scandal. Oh, I've heard about it. I think you've told me about yeah, it. Yeah, dude. They, dude they, every sport they said, basically every single sport, besides them. one... They were juicing. Curling. And still juicing. Skateboarding. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, this dude, like, tried to do a, I don't remember what it was, a triathlon or something. He was going to do it um, juiced and then not juiced and then stumbled upon this Russian doping scandal uh, just so happily. Yeah. And as long as there's. Wow, it's a good documentary. As long as there's competition and there's always going to be cheaters. Dude, my thing is. Let them all do it. Exactly. Let's see who really is the best with whatever, you know? Who gives a shit? It's their body. Who gives oh, yeah. a shit? Yeah, it's like... If you just open the table, I, I yeah. don't know. Especially like football. What do you want to see? <laughs> I mean, think no. how big these dudes would Bro, be. They would no. would, you wouldn't be playing against them. I don't give a fuck. I don't even want to watch that. Bro, they'd be trucks. They'd be murdering each they'd other. They'd be trucks, would, man. That would be the, when somebody finally died on a football field. You'd have to watch it on TV. Fuck no, I don't want that. Not not in that hardcore of a contact sport, but baseball. Fuck it, let them take steroids. Who gives a fuck? Uh, I stand by my football statement. (laughs) (laughs) It's like American. It's like the modern day gladiators. They choose to do it. Really be like that, man. And they're killing themselves and having serious cognitive problems when they they get out. I get that. I get it. But it's still a choice. Yeah, it's. I don't watch it anyways. I probably wouldn't watch it. It's um, it's an interesting thing that. That kind of stuff, like the CTE and stuff like that. But what I learned is, is that I mean, even the most minor thing can can allow for CTE to happen. Oh, like, yeah. you don't got to oh, play yeah. football like <laughs> no. your whole career. Like you could, it could just be one little thing like that. Brain sure. is super. Sure, super it's not like doing yourself any favors when somebody's running at you at twenty miles an hour with a helmet lever. Bro, I got hit so hard one time. I <laughs> my helmet you flew said, off. Bro. <laughs> my helmet flew off and. <clears throat> Man, and I clearly <laughs> did a backflip, man. I went to the wrong huddle. Bro, it was, it took me a second to get back. It was wild. That was just one. Man, yeah. football is a brutal sport. <laughs> I got clocked, man. Didn't even see it coming. Those are the worst, like punts uh, and shit. Yeah. <laughs> I forget what they call those, but there's like a specific name for it, and you just don't see it coming at all. Blindside, bl- or blindside, bl- yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. 
Just get cracked. Blindside is appropriate word. <laughs> Blindsided. Mm-hmm. Kind of like by death. Yeah. Blindsided by death this week. Yep. Yep. So uh, for those that are listening and know him, Devin Poland was um, just no longer with us on, on the earth. Um, don't really know the details and doesn't so much matter. Right. I you know that. Um, and that's something recently that I've, that I talked to, you know, my manager asked me that today. I was like, what happened? And I was like, you know what? For the first time, I don't really care. I don't, he's just no, he's just not here anymore. Right. You know, it's like, because I've, um, I've had a couple of deaths close to me with, you know, obviously family, but you know, I've had a couple of close relationships where people have died suddenly. And it's like, well, I knew why they died and it didn't change how bad it felt. Yeah. Like, yeah so I'm like, well, what's, how you mourn them. yeah, it didn't change. Yeah. It didn't change anything. So it's like, well, they're just, they're gone. So, um, but yeah, so that, man, that's a sad thing, man. He, he was such a good kid. And, um, I went to, uh, I grew up with Devin. Devin was a, a little younger than me. Um, he was a family staple for us. He was always there. Um, my family, my mom and dad knew his, uh, mom and dad. And I mean, he was over at the house all the time. Um, considered him family and he lived with, uh, like, you know, not lived, lived, but I mean, he was there all the time. I mean, we went on boating trips, me, him, Bo Butcher. Um, and then, you know, you, you, you graduate, he was a little bit younger. So I graduate, you go your separate ways, you come back recently connected with him over, um, well, before Kayla and I met, he came back in my life, pretty, pretty prevalent. And we kicked it pretty hard there for a while. And then most recently when he came out to fix the roof and, um, that was awesome. I had some really good conversations with him that made me feel really good. Like, cause life like wasn't easy. Life wasn't easy for Devin as a young kid. It was, it was pretty hard for him. Um, so he, he fucking made the best of it. Dude, and he was such a vibrant soul. Man. He made <sighs> man, so many people's lives. And like, so, you know, I touch bit like when we were kids, I remember that. And, you know, the small circle that we had as kids and then to see him now, you know, quote unquote grown up. I mean, I still call him a kid. I think most people would say that. Cause like you said, it's such a vibrant soul, man. Like yeah. he, he is still <clears throat> a kid. The, today was his birthday, yeah. 30th birthday. And, um, but I forget where I was going with that, but he, he was just a, just a great kid, man. And, um, but it was hard for him and just to see the outpour yeah. of, different people that he touched was phenomenal to see. Like he was part of everything. He was part of this crew, that crew, this bar, that place, like this event, this band, like whatever it was, like Devin was always there. And like, I didn't know that, but now that I see the outpour <laughs> of it, yeah. holy fuck, man. Like that kid touched a lot of people. He touched a lot of people, man. He made a lot of people, feel really good and make smile. them laugh and smile okay. and man i'll always think of him because he fixed the roof over my head boom 
fix the roof over my head. And, um, it has, uh, it's taught me a lot, uh, this experience. Um, this is like the, again, the third, like close person. I know there's more, but like these three ring out and speak specifically to me, Katie Ayler and Brandy Cook, and then Ryan No, and then now Devin. And it's like, I don't know, I guess almost having touched death myself and, and feeling like I've been, been there. It's like, it's, I don't know. It, it's peaceful, at least from my experience. And today I got to remember the good times that I had with him. And I believe that this place is great, but I believe that he is at the most peace ever right now. And that makes me feel super good. So I got to have some conversations with him that I instantly connect with mm-hmm. the last time about, about forgiveness, about moving on, about, about family. And uh, again, it wasn't, wasn't easy for him as a kid. And I know those conversations weren't easy for him to have. So it was really cool to know that he was at peace and whatever happened, it was all in the past. Yep. So. Beautiful perspective, brother. Good kid, really man. That. Yeah, he was, man. So, <clears throat> I, yeah, I connected with Devin years later in our 20s, you know, when I was in my mid-20s and getting back from the military and stuff. He was – he was – along with my dad a staple at the local bars yeah you know just yeah. him and my dad were would always hang out and yeah. um it's kind of ironic ironic um that that's the case and they're both both kind of gone just that connection for me and how i started connecting with devin and then Brittany hung out with him yeah you know and i always enjoyed having devin around because i'm the same big kid yeah so we would always have a really good time and drink too much beer and yeah. <laughs> just have a blast, you know, and, and really enjoy and, and make the most of the night, no matter who was around, you know, I drank a lot of beer with him at old friends down in Lebanon. Um, yeah, just always happy and always going out of his way to make others happy, you know, more so than uh, most people that I know, not, you know, you can say that about everybody after they die, you know, just to say kind, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But he truly embodied that, like, happy go out of his way energy dude dude fucking awesome dude awesome dude um go ahead brother. he was like our and when i say our like my family like my sister and then our close friends like Bo, um and a couple of other people but uh when we were young and we would go to the lake um that's where we spent a lot of time dale hollow and lake cumberland as kids Mm -hmm. with all of our families and anytime we would like want to do something a little bit dangerous or whatever, <laughs> be like Devin, hey, like, go, go try this out. And yeah, dude, and he would fucking yeah, dude, he'd do it every time. Like Devin, go see, go see, go see how this is. <laughs> so, I, you know, I had a thought today. Oh yeah, just one. I had a few, <laughs> but I had a thought today in relevance to that. Like, yeah. you know, it was like. I don't know, man. It was almost like all those times where he got to uh, experience the greatness of trying things for the first time. Yeah. You know, like we all got the secondary stuff afterwards, right? Like, oh, yeah, still cool. But Devin did it first. So he got like the real rush, you know? Yeah. 
well, he's no longer here. So he got to experience that first, real rush. Right. That first freedom. experience. Yeah. Of freedom. That liberation from this meat sack. <laughs> so. Back to truth. Like, Back to truth. <clears throat> mm. those, those kind of thoughts make me feel good, man. man. Yeah. Man, I think that's so, so powerful in how we cope with, with death in our life because, like you said, it's inevitable. It's, it's part of the human reality and, and carrying a perspective much like Eric's or, or along the same lines of, of it being a liberating thing, uh, of going back to something greater because there's so much more to the ultimate reality than this narrow vision that we have as human beings you know because we're just a microcosm of of the whole you know so getting back to experiencing that whole and that pure love you know and and i i love that you touched on that and um was that do you think that was through that feeling close to death through your uh suicidal times or with plant medicines or like how, when you say that definitely right on that definitely with plant medicines for sure yeah yeah without a doubt that was yeah. the most vivid experience and when i got there i was like oh this is it yeah. you know it's, so i was like well how do you know any different I'm like i don't like so this has to be it like, right. you know that's a knowing yeah yeah it's a knowing yeah. and um it felt like complete freedom yeah um there's been a couple of situations in my life where I thought that I was going to die. Yeah. Yeah. But the one with plant medicine was the most vivid for sure. Yeah. Without a doubt. I'll never forget it. Yeah. And, um, it's the reason why I wear orange. Yeah. Cause it was just flooded with orange. Yeah. And I felt instant love. No, I've never felt love like that. I've never zero judgment ever. Yeah. I've never felt that like that. <laughs> but, um, so that's completely what it was. I haven't had any kind of experience like that. Yeah. I mean, car accident where people said I should have died and fallen on the steps. They told that story where yeah. paramedics are surprised I didn't break my neck, but nothing that was any kind of experience. Man, I need to dive into the couple of weeks, I think at three weeks total, that I spent in the hospital when I was 17 that I don't remember at all. With the toothpick? With the toothpick. That just came to me now as I hear you talking. Like, I haven't had any experience. Wait a second. I almost did die. Mm-hmm. You know, I lost 50 pounds and had a 30 staples in my stomach from cutting me wide open. But I don't remember any of that stay at the hospital. You were in there for two? Three, I was in there for a month total. I remember the last week I was in there because I was coming out of, of, of drug-induced coma, basically. <laughs> wow, dude. Yeah, I don't. I don't really. Something I got to dive into for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that, I mean, <laughs> yeah. you were right there. Yeah. Uh, but I also, with with plant medicines and, and uh, specifically DMT, yeah, um, that was my experience as well, merging completely with my higher self and, mm. and being pure energy, you know, because I was no longer a body. I was, I was formless energy. Oh, yeah. So many people say that that's their first experience with dmt i've never had an melting of that yeah and it was the only higher self it was the only time i've smoked it smoked dmt five or six times now and they've all been different but that first time when i blasted through that white light it because that's what rogan said too Mm. yeah i don't that's what 
I'm pretty sure Doblin or Pollen said that a couple of people they've talked to, their first experience is the complete melting of the ego and like just yeah. that whole feeling like your higher self. Is yeah. You find out that you're just this cog in the machine and it yeah, man, humbles I, you. Yeah, for sure. But my, my experience was so unique and Eric was there mm-hmm. um, just listening to other people's stories. It's like an out of this world experience. And I had this uh, uh, a form of DMT that came in plant form, and it was different from the stuff that that they had. Mm-hmm. And my experience, you know, you hit it, you hit the pipe three times. While you know, people are are holding space for you and, and saying prayer and and just really looking after your energy and, oh, yeah. and your vessel. There, it's a very very spiritual thing, and there's <laughs> chanting and drums, and and you can get really really ritualistic and spiritual with it. And it's a really powerful tool. Well, as you, as I lay back and, and exhale the smoke, I just whew, blast through this white light. And then as soon as I get through this white light, I am flying over the fucking gorge, the Red River Gorge. And that's where we're at. And earlier in the day, I've been talking about like, hey, it would be so cool to be one of those birds flying over the over the ledge. Well, while I was out and and in this experience within my own consciousness, flying over these um, these hills, they said I raised up and pointed at the sky at the exact same time. At the exact same time, and I there was an eagle flying over in the physical world that they saw, and that was me from my perspective. They told me that there's no way like, you guys seen it. Yeah, there's no Cor- way possible. Courtney said my eyes were completely white, like well, glossed you're over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, like you get glaucoma yeah. almost. They white over you. Your soul leaves your body. You know, essentially when you astral travel and shit like that. Um, but man, I was like, "Are you guys serious?" Because this is my first experience, and I'm like, "Man, I became an eagle. That was fucking cool, mm-hmm. like a sweet ass dream." Mm-hmm. But then when they tell me that, I'm like, "Holy shit!" I <laughs> left my body and embodied that fucking eagle. That I said it would be cool to be one of these fucking eagles flying over this ridge. I was there. And it was just like, oh my God, what what is real? You know, because if they didn't see that and I didn't point at the eagle that I was, pointed at myself, I would have just thought it was a, a, a sweet dream state that you went into. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the fact that I sat up not knowing and pointed it out, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> that was um, really one of those like, Okay, these are very powerful tools. Very, very powerful tools. If if my spirit is leaving my body and embodying another being, dude, that's that's really empowering yeah. to know that is possible. Yeah. And to be able to attain it without the use of that now through practices and different breathing techniques and stuff, because your body releases its own DMT and that's what yeah, triggers dream state and shit. Yeah, I think it was Terrence McKenna had like a funny joke. It was either Terrence or Dennis, one of the two, but we're we're all holding. We all make DMT. Yeah. So we all of us are, could go to jail right now. Right. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> we have a, I think it's an MAO inhibitor. That blocks it. That blocks it. Yeah. We could go outside and eat most of the plants outside. Yeah, they all, like they 99% all of plants carry contain DMT. It. Yeah. But because we have a system in place it doesn't happen like that right which is wild yeah <laughs> like, and, and that's why they have to mix that vine with the, the ayahuasca other, yeah. and so it, it offsets it blocks it. that mm-hmm. inhibitor yeah. yeah it's wild man 
Man, super powerful. But yeah, bringing that back to death, um, that was a very birthing situation for me. But mm. bringing it back to death is like understanding the limitless power of true what what I was starting to realize was true reality of how powerful spirit is and how much you can control that through surrendering to the fact that there's something greater than you, Mm -hmm. you know, and starting to, so you surrender to it and then you start to work side by side with it and trust it and have faith in it. And because that's who you are, Mm -hmm. you are part of that divine. So you start trusting yourself and your magic and you just start working one with the universe instead of fighting against it. Like, why are you doing this to me? Why, Mm -hmm. why is this happening in my life? You fucking universe or Mm -hmm. God or whoever you want to curse for all the bad shit that we have happening in our life. It's like, okay, I'm in control and let's do it. Let's work together. Mm -hmm. Let's work together. Mm -hmm. It's, it's a really beautiful thing. So, yeah. I don't know how I got off on a DMT story. Oh, death. Death. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for, for hearing me. That's that's the first time I've really publicly told that story. Super, super powerful. Man, I've got I've got a lot of stories I haven't told just for fear of judgment of the psychedelics. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. man. But I think the more we share it, yeah. the more people will realize. Actually, I know for a fact the more we share it. Oh yeah. The more um the more people will open their minds. Yeah, I know that too. Mm-hmm. Lights at the round table, baby. It's awesome. Yeah, yep. man, it feels good. Yeah, it does. It feels good. And, and you we're know. Crashing, dude, we're crashing stereotypes, bro. For sure. For sure. And one thing I want to say about a psychedelic experience is you never know what you're going to get out of it. I've had plenty of psychedelic experiences where I haven't found a lot of wisdom. And, and it's, it's in, in retrospect, maybe, uh, not utilized for growth and and utilized it for a good Friday night. Sure. You know what I'm saying? So recognizing how powerful my intent has been within my experiences, how much I've put towards the thought of the intent, you know, and how much I've sat with it, it really amplifies whether I'm going to get something, a, a, a wisdom nugget out of it or, you know, an area to look at to grow. Um, but yeah, being careful with with the abuse of it as well sure. is a big thing. Not so much anymore. When I first started having profound experiences with psychedelics, it was like, "Hey, let's eat it. Let's eat psychedelics like two or three times a week." <laughs> you know, and there for a summer years ago, we did and lit up the town. Ooh, yeah. man, that we was. We went to a lot of parties that summer and talked to a lot of people and yeah, we did. A lot of, yeah, we did a lot man. of lives that summer, man. That was, that was great. Yeah, to the point where people were like, what are you guys doing? Yeah. In a good way, not like, what the fuck are you guys on? It's like, what are you guys doing? You guys are so happy. You guys are shining light on the online. What are you guys doing? We got invited to two parties that I've never been to because of that reason. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Yeah. And we went to those both of those parties. Yeah. Because of that. Yeah. Hmm? <laughs> yeah. And when we told people, they're like, what? They're like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Psychedelics have, have been a big tool to, to open and break down, you know, break down old walls and open to, to new possibilities. So. Death really to the stuff. old. Death. Death to the old uh, thinking ways. Yeah. And rebirth, you know, every day is is a, a death and rebirth. You go to sleep and you wake back up. Yeah, it's man, like how crazy is that? Rebirth, huh? How crazy is that? We just it's a cycle. Uh, we just live, tune right? off. Just just go offline. 
everybody's cool with it. I'm going to go dream yeah. about some. Everybody's cool with it. Making it's a million like, dollars and driving a Lambo and, you know, whatever like, you dream about. Fuck? I don't know. It's like, what the fuck? You just shut off for hours <laughs> and you're okay with that? And then you just come back online. Just right. zoop. I don't remember the last time that I remember a dream. Oh, really? Yeah. I had one last night that Bitcoin hit $78,000 a share. Nice, bro. It's coming. Cool. And then, I, and then I get online. I follow a couple crypto uh, people, and it said seventy k this week? Question mark because it's been climbing again. So it's like I I commented like I saw seventy eight last night. My dreams. Yeah. Remember this shit when it hit seventy eight? Like I don't know what that means. It, who cares if you remember it? But <laughs> it doesn't mean shit. It's still at seventy eight. I'm happy as fuck though, and I could be like, I told you so. I'll remember that I shit. Fucking dream that shit. <laughs> or maybe I manifested that through my dream. There you go. Maybe both. Yeah. So, well, yes. Yeah, so on the, the topic of psychedelics, you guys have any interest in talking about my microdosing instead of the ascended masters and putting that on hold, or you want to just go into the ascended masters? No, no, no. Let's let's do it. Can I, I got to take a potty break? Yeah, that's fine. Uh, I could. You guys are accustomed to that. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll wait to start then, because I could go too. So. I you didn't know Devin no I have yeah. no idea who I was yeah. um, I didn't even recognize this picture when I looked him up so yeah so yeah to to close on that man shout out to all of his family um, all of the people that knew him which is <laughs> a crazy amount uh, anybody that's hurting anybody that's celebrating anybody that's just thinking about Devin just thinking about you so he's a good kid and that's that's really like the best way I can yeah I might not have I known him but it. pretty sure all three of our hearts are with anybody who is for sure mourning or struggling with the loss but also with anybody who is in the same boat as Eric and apparently seems a little jealous that he got to go first again be free from stuff from <laughs> from this meat sack and, I mean, and it's, it's great here you know but yeah. uh i'm just kidding <laughs> it's great here it's great it is great here it's great it is great and, and we're here for a reason and i know a lot of people seek out their life purpose or spend most of their life like they may not have a purpose because it's so hard to discover but I just want to give you guys these words of encouragement. And Eric, I know you know your purpose. And you may, too, listening. But if you're struggling and you hear this, your life's purpose is to love yourself and to experience life to the fullest, you know, and, and let go of the judgment of, of whether you're enough or whether um, Joe Schmo thinks you're enough, you know, and just the unconditional love for yourself is discovering that is is our life's purpose because that is the liberation of death you're going back to that unconditional love after you die so if you can discover it within this life to me that's bringing heaven to earth and um, you know i really think i know we may put ascended masters on hold but why he's he's using the restroom saint germain i've been reading the the saint germain discourse i am discourses <clears throat> what, what is that it's a book that was channeled from St. Germain back in the 1930s. Mm -hmm. 
And it talks about the power of I am. Okay. And okay. So it's I'm the I am discourses. Yeah. And it talks about how powerful tapping into the Godhead state with I am. And man, it's really, really beautiful and really powerful. So your life purpose is to to feel that unconditional love for yourself. And that's heaven on earth because with unconditional love, you can, can transmute anything, yeah. you know? Yeah. I think it's, um, <clears throat> the thing that kept coming to me is like where, where I started to give myself more unconditional love is like, like not judge. Well, first other people, but more importantly myself, because I feel like that's where a lot of self unlove comes <clears throat> from is judgment. So, yeah. That's that's a piece that I've. It's like your ego picking on your soul, mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, fighting against yourself. Yeah, so I didn't really know what all that meant at first, you know, self love and all that kind of stuff. But right. there's little things that you do, I think, to reach that self love for sure. Tools. Bob the Builder. Bob the Builder. <laughs> Building abundance. Speaking of building, <clears throat> how was your? Uh, Experience with microdosing. It was. And what what were you microdosing? Uh, mushrooms. Okay. Psilocybin uh, mushrooms? Yeah. It was very eye-opening, to say the Third least. Third eye? No. Brown eye? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Probably a little both. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, day one was, was fantastic, as I reached out to you guys and told yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And, like. Eric put it perfectly that it's like stepping out of the fog and into the light for the first time. It yeah. was, I took them on my way to work knowing that they would hit pretty much right when I got there. And at first there was like a lot of anxiety. Risky move. Yeah. <laughs> Not knowing how hard it was going to hit. Cause Eric had warned me that there were days where it was that they had hit pretty hard. It can, it can, it can be a little roller coaster. Especially, especially since the scale that I got didn't read anything lower than 0.6. Oh. Oh, no. So I had to guess on what was 0.3. I didn't just take 0.6. Mm-hmm. Get the 0.6 and cut it in half, right? Yeah. So that's what it's, I did, yeah. essentially. Right? Yeah. Um, but everything was just way more vivid. And I I remember almost like spacing out completely and maybe even going down like a little bit of a trip just staring at the flames because mm-hmm. we had the stovetop <laughs> with six different flames going and there were colors in there that like i had never seen in a fire before Violet. oh my god that's, <clears throat> that's amazing and it was the same way outside like you look up at the sky so many times you take for granted the fact that it's just a blue sky but there were four five six different shades of blue and mm-hmm. you could see the transitions that I mean, usually you get that kind of transition at night or in the morning with a sunset or a sunrise not during the day mm-hmm. but it was like putting fucking hd glasses on for the first time or <laughs> You go from watching a fucking tube TV in the 50s and you walk into Best Buy (laughs) right now. Like, that's what it was like. That's a really good analogy, man. And then on top of that, I've never been in a float tank. Like, I don't know what feeling weightless would feel like. Mm. But I felt weightless and it was like a complete free free state from all the pressure or any kind of stress or anxiety that I was under was just gone. <clears throat> and it didn't necessarily do what it does for some people where they were a lot more open and just, you know, kind of chatty and free flowing and in love and life. But it, I'm not really that kind of person anyway. Yeah. So 
I don't know if I'll ever be that, that way. I don't well, necessarily. If you don't have, want to be, I don't really have any interest in being that way. I like having my small, tight knit circles and you guys and you know, quality, not quantity. There you go. So, but it it still it made me converse more at work, but not not in that kind of way. It was just a lot more about work and and asking questions, and it was a lot more being inquisitive. And then one of the things that was very strange in particular was that i started doing a lot of shit left-handed Did you? it was just natural like it felt natural to <laughs> to grab things with my left the brain i picked up my fucking knife with my left hand and started chopping and i was like what the fuck am i doing <laughs> Oops. and i had to switch back but it was like a just a simple transition to being 100 percent ambidextrous it was weird it's like it's powerful it's it like was. you it's like you quit it's like you lost the judgment yeah. of of like I can't use my left hand and and not even judgment but just the restriction like all the barriers were broken down right there there was full communication on all sides of the brain and all all barriers were were just gone like I didn't care about anything not to say you know I didn't care about life or you know it was like sad but I didn't, you care, didn't care about, about the dumb shit yeah yeah I got you. And that's exactly what I wanted it to do. So I was, you know, I spent a couple hours at work, like, fuck, this is perfect. This time I went every day of my life now, I'm going to find a way to be able to microdose mushrooms and everything's just going to be perfect. But then it, it just hit me to go back to real life again. And when it started to wear off, well, this was what happened to set that in motion. The very first day I took it, our steamer went down at work and I had to carry probably 100 120 pound pot full of water and potatoes to to make mashed potatoes and as i'm trying to lift it up over the sink to dump it i hear a pop and then pain just shoots all the way down my spine up through my neck my shoulders lock and like i can't move and i was just in tremendous amount of pain so it immediately ended any feelings that i had completely Uh. grounded me back in reality so probably not a good way to transition out of the microdosing. <laughs> so I'm in so much pain and I mean, I don't have any marijuana or I don't have any kind of drugs. I don't have any kind of painkillers, anything to help. So I go back out to my car and round two yeah. microdose. And it's still very responsible. Took the point six, broke it in half. And just like, maybe this will help me just forget about the pain until the shift is over and then go home, stretch, use my massage gun, foam roller, whatever to try to, Get rid of it. But the entire time that I was on the second dose, not the entire time, but the entire rest of the time I was at work and on the second dose, all I kept telling myself was cells have a memory. Yeah. Remember where you were at before the pain and shift. The next morning, my back didn't hurt at all. So that was, that was interesting. Power of intent, brother. But once I got home, right, that whole going back to, to reality and, and knowing I was about to come down again, I didn't want to happen because I was enjoying it too much. So then it became recreation. Yeah. So then I was like, how do I get this feeling to stick? And then it was, well, I said I'm going to stop drinking, but I'm going to drink. And then at the end of the night, one of the workers has a vape pen yeah. with THC. So it was like, I don't even smoke. But, you know, fuck it. Let's keep this hot going. I got you. So then it became high chasing and chasing that altered state of consciousness not have to deal with my reality and i thought i could handle it day two and just be like i'm not going to do that this time i'm going to do what i said i was going to do with it but day two you 
you're not as surprised by what happened. So a lot of the awe and wonder of, of the process is gone. <laughs> right. The feeling was still there and the visuals were still there and it still felt like, you know, seeing HD TV for the first time. So all of that was still there and it was still consistent, but so was chasing the high. It didn't go yeah. away. So I don't think that I was ready. I think that a lot of it just became an escape because I enjoyed the weightlessness so much. I enjoyed not feeling all the stress and all the pressure that, that, partially losing my last job put on me and the family and everything else and coming back from vacation and still taking that vacation and knowing that this paycheck that I get is about to be about $1,500 shorter than my normal paychecks. And we don't know what we're going to do yet. We're going to have to spend the next six months catching up from not having a job for 12 hours. Yeah. I had a job offer that same day that I got fired and I was able to start and go to the orientation that weekend. But the amount of money that we lost, like we literally are looking at what my paycheck's going to be tomorrow and figuring I can't pay my car payment. I'm going to lose my car. Can't pay car insurance. All that. I mean, we'll find a way to pay it or we'll juggle stuff or do whatever we have to do. But, right. but that all that stress was all just gone. So it was just chasing that feeling of not wanting to come back to that. And it wasn't just, you know, that part. It was, you know, the, stress of kids and stress of what is this new management position going to be like? Am I really going to be happy? It was everything, you know, your normal day to day worries were just all of them are gone. So it, it gave me an escape from all of it. And then I was just like, you know what? I'm not going to do that. <clears throat> so I tried day three and, and on day three, I just decided at the end of the night, instead of chasing a high, I said, you know what? Fuck it. Brittany's at work. The kids are asleep. It's four o'clock in the morning and I got to be at work at eight. I'm going to take the rest of them. <laughs> take the rest of them. What? I'm going to go on a journey what? for three hours and I'm not going to allow myself to chase a high anymore. So I was like, if you, and it was, it, I th was thinking about all this stuff. I like like when style. I talked to you, right? I like, like I talked to you about it. Yeah. Dude, how much was left? Probably only two grams, two and a half grams. Oh that's God. a lot of those mushrooms. Dude, that's a lot. It was. Those are powerful mushrooms, brother. <sighs> and how did they go? I mean, it went fine. I just sat in my room and thought about everything and just a lot of the stuff that I, I had already had the same conversation with Chad through text because he had asked me how it was going. And, uh, and I just decided to myself because I was having that conversation with myself on the third night. I was like, you know what? If they're showing me all of this and they're showing me I'm chasing a high and they're showing me that I've got shit that I've got to work through before I can do this again, so then I'm just going to fucking take them and let's do it. Show me what you got to show me. Mm -hmm. I was like, good, bad, let's ugly, fucking go, whatever baby. it is. Yeah. Like, I was like, I'm ready. You don't want to tiptoe anymore. Want, yeah. is, let's see it. I want to jump in. I want to do some work and let's do it. Uh -huh. Whatever you're going to show me, just fucking show me. Let's do it. So, Old move, Cotton. So, But it pretty much just showed me the same stuff. And then you just, just more ready that you're still chasing the high. That, yeah. <laughs> just a little more intense. And it was just like, all right, well, lesson learned. It's right now. It's just medicine. And it is a rare occasion type thing to to go and do work with you guys and whoever else wants to sit with us or yeah. whatever we do in that way. And to to spend more time meditating and, and digging through some shit, apparently. Or, or even thought about... Um, once I have insurance with these guys again, October 1st, trying to do like that online therapy or, or whatever it is to where I don't have to necessarily drive somewhere and 
take out a big chunk of my life. But if I can do it from the privacy of my bedroom on a Zoom call or something and talk to somebody and try to work through some trauma to where I don't feel the need to escape this reality or escape all this problems and pressure that I have, then, then maybe we try again, but not not for a while. Yeah. But I would recommend it to people who who don't want to escape their reality. Yeah. Because it was definitely a, it was definitely an experience. And it definitely is, it does feel like a, a huge fog is lifted mm-hmm. and a huge weight comes off your shoulder. So, I mean, it, I can see how it's beneficial Dude. to people. And it, it's not that it wasn't beneficial because bringing that stuff Dude, to the, the forefront people, of my mind. Was, the people that are listening and watching this now can see the benefits in you. Yeah. I mean, because you just told us you are, you may lose your car. You're six months behind because of a job shift. And three months ago, you wouldn't be, you would have not smiled one time tonight. Yeah. You've been laughing and smiling and shit. Like it, you may not be that conscious of it, but dude, it's, oh, no, it, I'm conscious to me, it's, it. it's, it's quite apparent yeah. the, the shift that it made in you. It was huge. I yeah. Mean, because for the last year or two, with a lot of the work that we've done and a lot of the way, you know, with Brittany now having her RN job and, uh, I kept talking about a number, you know, like we want to hit like $200,000 a year. We think that we can be comfortable there. That's what we're looking at. <laughs> I fucking hope so. That's a lot of money, brother. Damn, dude. Well, we also, <laughs> we also want to be able to put money away for the kid's college. That's why it needs to be so much for right now. Uh, I mean, once they're out of the house and we're not having to have lot, kids. That's a lot house. of money, bro. Not, you know, not me or her combined. I know well, it's still, no, a, lot I know. It's still yeah. a lot of fucking money, bro. But cost of living ain't going to stop going up. Yeah. But, but if we can be there, then that means we can hopefully by the time the kids go to college have twenty to twenty five thousand for all of them. So there's a lot of extra money in that that we don't need. We know that. Yeah. But it's also setting our kids up for their future. So we're we're very close to that now. Yeah. I mean Brittany's gonna make about eighty this year, seventy three to eighty <coughs> and getting back at sixty five, I mean we're gonna be at about hundred and forty. And if she starts her BSN program this fall and then gets into anesthesiology like she wants She'll be making the hundred and twenty, yeah, to get us the rest of the way there for sure. And we'll be, you know, we're three or four ways away from that. So just to be in that place and to want to escape my reality for whatever reason it tells me that it's not the present moment. Yeah. There's stuff that's happened that I haven't dealt with that makes me feel a certain way and is making me place judgments on myself. Yeah. So I have to have to work past all that and let all that go. My phone just died. See you guys. See you. All the viewers. That's no, pretty no insightful, videos, man. Yeah, it was huge, man. It was uh, it was hard. It was tough to swallow. Yeah. Sounds like a oh, giant it is. success. But it was uh, it was a success. I still yeah. view it as very much so a success, even though I wasn't able to continue microdosing for the seven to ten days that I wanted to do. It was. See, I, I like your style. I like I like the macrodose. Like I've I've never really microdosed with them. I'll eat them before a, a game. I'll microdose before a baseball game because it brings me that high definition focus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, much like I'm, I would assume an Adderall or something for that's ADHD. what it was like. Yeah. But it's natural, so the focus it gives me actually through through a no hitter on on mushrooms one time. <laughs> uh, fun fact, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> a positive fact about psychedelics: the the focus that it brought me. Um, Performance enhancing drug. Yeah, people would laugh at me like, "Dude, you're fucking crazy." I'm like, huh? You're fucking crazy. For a pitcher for the Pirates, a uh, famous pitcher. I can't remember his name, but there's a whole documentary on it on Netflix. Doc, I think it's Doc. Did you see yeah. the documentary they put out on Netflix yeah. last night about yeah. Pitch for mushrooms? The no. Yeah. 
the magical the fungi or powerful right. fungi or whatever it is. It's Something just, like that. Yeah. It's not necessarily about psychedelics, just no. mushrooms in general. Yeah. yeah. How they yeah, connect so to nature. Yeah. It was awesome. How the whole underbody of the forest is is basically mushrooms. Yeah. It's a whole yeah. connection. It's crazy. I fell asleep during it, but it was mm-hmm. it was good. Man. Powerful stuff. For sure. Really, really powerful stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you had that, that experience. Yeah, yeah, me too. I needed to. Yeah, and, and I'm glad you jumped in head first because I think you're probably like me with the fuck it, let's just jump in. Well, if I didn't, I was afraid I was going to keep trying to smoke and drink every day, and I'm trying to quit drinking. So why in the fuck would I want to? Or at least trying to quit drinking at home. I mean, we just had our anniversary, and nights where Brittany wants to go out and do something, or we want to have a date. If she wants to drink, I want to be able to drink, but I don't want it in the house anymore. So, all right. So if I'm trying to quit all that, why am I going to continue to put myself in a yeah, position a where I'm going to chase a it, yeah. feeling of wanting to maintain a certain degree of being checked out? Yeah. So it's good awareness, man. Uh, for sure. And that's that kind of awareness helps continue growth. Wow. I'm proud of you, brother. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a big push on why I was able to get out of bed this morning and, and read and start doing stuff. Because if I don't start taking steps in the right direction, I'm just going to continue to take steps in the direction I don't want to go. So. Yeah. Yep. Lionsgate portal. I think there's a lot of people shifting right now, man. Yeah. Now I just got to get sure. to the gym because that back injury did make me a little hesitant to go into the gym and, and re-injure it. Just because yeah. I felt better the next day. I felt like if I put any serious weight or pressure on it i was just gonna hurt myself so so go to the gym and walk on the treadmill yeah yeah start small man i want to start kayaking i told Brittany i want to kayak for my birthday dude that would be, hell yeah that would be awesome i fucking love the river because i want to go kayaking in the river <sighs> at least once every two weeks maybe and just get a day of kayaking yeah yeah not really a huge workout <laughs> but yakking a little bit of a workout plus it's dude plus your nature and fuck, and i love the river so much yakking in nature yeah, yeah. <laughs> peace serenity and moving meditation on the river yeah like twice a week it'd be nice that's all i want i said i don't want nothing else this year there you go get you a yak yeah i mean nice get some yak and a, a mount for my car boom someone hasn't made yak kayaks it's all <laughs> yakking. Yep. Where are we at? Hour and twenty-two. My house. Hour and twenty-two. We're at the fucking round table, you guys. I was supposed to be the response. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. Hour and twenty-two, right? About there. Pretty good episode. Never yeah. would have knew. Never would have knew. We're gonna keep pushing back and sending masters. <laughs> yeah. Which is crazy because I, I read up on St. Germain today. Yeah, There's what, a lot I didn't know. What'd you read? We got eight minutes. You want to do a little St. Germain? And- sure. Fuck yeah. yeah. All right. This uh, shit gets my... Never mind. I won't say that. <laughs> <laughs> get your... Uh, I didn't know that. Blood flowing. <laughs> I didn't know that All he parts was, of my uh, body. apparently a high priest in Atlantis. Yeah. Did not know that. I did not know that he was... Jesus' father. Father Joseph. Yeah, did yeah. not know that. Christopher Columbus. Merlin. Merlin. Roger Bacon. Francis Bacon. Yep. Sir Francis Bacon was his last reincarnation, they said, right? No, Most Count recent. of St. Germain. That, he ascended as the Count, <clears throat> which was in the late 1700s. Man, I fucking love this stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. 
So all the people you named off, what does that mean? So St. Germain. for Columbus. Right, right. So <laughs> he reincarnated. That's kind, of a big name. Yeah. That's kind of a big name, you know? Yeah. That is that soul essence embodying those people. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. That consciousness of mm-hmm. the Ascended Master St. Germain mm-hmm. live those lives. And those are, you know, huge lives. Yeah. <clears throat> and his last life as the Count of St. Germain, he was known as an alchemist. And he's kind of, he's different from most ascended masters, you know, because most ascended masters are kind of, uh, loners and, and, you know, follow their own path. Well, he was very mainstream, very, you know, in the, in the public eye for, for most of his life. I mean, he was fucking Merlin, right? He was an advisor to King Arthur. Yeah. Merlin. Merlin, the magician. Yeah. And that's what he embodies. And, um, so he, 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 He's the master of the seventh ray, which is the violet ray. So the seven rays are the different colors that we can see on our color spectrum. Mm -hmm. And they all carry a different vibrational tone, which they carry different information within that vibration and different levels of consciousness that correlate with your chakras. Roy G. Yeah. Roy G. Biv. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And. Saint Germain is the (laughs) he's the top, you know, the crown chakra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so, yeah, super, super powerful information, Mm -hmm. uh, metaphysical information. And uh, man, I I know we touched on what an ascended master is last time, so we won't get too deep into that. But it's really, really powerful information. And he he brings us the violet flame, which I work closely with and am a carrier of the violet flame with my energy healing so for people who don't know what that is is uh tell them it's a it's the heavenly flame of transmutation and healing right yeah so transmutation means so saint germain was an alchemist he would take precious metals and turn them into gold and he alchemized things that way by understanding the true power that we hold Mm -hmm. tapping into the divine and being part of the divine um, so he would change object, literally change objects into different objects with his mind and mm-hmm. his consciousness, much like Joe Dispenza creating, creating his, his back, back. Mm. <laughs> you know, yeah. and um, which made me start thinking about Joe Dispenza, Joe Dispenza as a master. But uh, that's kind of an off topic. Um, is Goggins an ascended master? <laughs> if Dispenza is Jermaine. Right. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> um, dude. The combination of the red and blue in your glasses, they're merged because of the the lens and it's violet. Yeah, dude. Sorry. And you noticed that at the same time I said that Joe Dispenza might be. Dude, maybe because I really resonate with Joe Dispenza and I work closely with the violet flame. And you asked if he he was incarnated right now. Yeah, I said, how crazy would that be if we had to live during him guiding people back into into the age of Aquarius? Baby, let's go. Let's go, Joe. Hey, that, that's pretty cool to think about. I'm going to have to sit with that one. I have um, to send him an email and see if we can't bring Jermaine out of him. Right. No shit. No I shit. read today a conversation between a woman and St. Germain, supposedly, where she had a conversation through somebody <clears throat> with him about being Father Joseph. Yeah. They talked about the entire process. Was it from the 80s? I don't I think remember. I've seen, I might have a, it still on my phone. Well, my phone's dead now, but. Yeah. Um, so he also has a, a channeled message, a channel series of books. Yeah. It's called the I Am Discourses. Yep. And it talks about the power of the I, I Am. Mm-hmm. And I think we touched on it earlier mm-hmm. in this. Um, but man, 
the flame of heavenly transmutation, getting back to the alchemy of, of how that works. I use the flame to offer negative energy and negative thoughts and negative attachments to that violet flame. And it transmutes that energy into a positive energy. And it helps me receive that message as positive. You know, this is what you need to work on, or this is, you know, it shines the light on that situation Mm -hmm. and can transmute trauma. And it's a very powerful healing tool, you know, with the age of believing in Jesus Christ, we, you know, we had faith and we believed, but now with this flame, using this flame and proving it to ourselves through these tools, we know how powerful we are. And that's kind of the air of consciousness that we're moving into and people are starting to realize. So maybe dispense is just on the, the front end of people waking up, yeah. you know, and that is the great awakening that people talk about is moving into Aquarius, moving into that next ray of light into the seventh ray, the violet ray and ascending essentially. So I don't know, man, I, it's awesome. At the same time, you look throughout history and it's like when, when civilizations get close to some of the realizations we're at with our scientific studies and shit. Face hey, hey. Yeah, they hit the button. Reset. <laughs> All right. You guys made it to the top. Start again. You know, uh-huh. which, you know, feeling death and feeling the freedom of death. It's like, huh, oh, this is fucking cool. This is a cool experience, man. Let's do it again. <laughs> That's yep. Back to the root, back to cavemen. <laughs> uh, man, it's, just, it's awesome. I love this shit. Did I tell you guys about the monkeys? Mm. Speaking of cavemen, uh, you know that there are now videos of monkeys hunting in the woods oh, with shit. spears and shit. It's like Planet of the Apes shit, man. That's scary. Sci- scientists say that <laughs> that monkeys are now moving into the stage of Neanderthal. So we're watching monkeys evolve, evolve into into what we evolved into thousands so, or and we're growing with it. Wow. Yeah, talk about ascension. Woo, they are let's starting go. to hunt with weapons. Damn, which means in another hmm. thousand years they'll be fucking farming. Monkeys are going to be fucking farming. Like, did we teach them this? Hey, like, but where we'll is be, this? At? I mean, I'm sure that they we'll be on another planet. Some of it, but they like, were in where? the wild. Holy shit, we'll They're be on another planet, and they'll and they'll become the, the humans. Planet of the apes, and we'll go back. Yeah. <gasps> Oh my gosh! <laughs> I gotta see some videos of this. Yeah, that that's pretty incredible. I want to see apes. Yeah, look it up. Hunting. Have we I'm pretty sure about, it was on Rogan. Have we talked about the stone ape been. theory on this show? I know we've talked about it in person. I don't about know. The what? We've talked the stu- about have you ever here. heard of the stone ape theory? No. About us evolving from monkeys, from them eating fungus. In the, yeah, yeah, from them eating fungus yeah, in the wild. Yeah. And over time, they learn to use tools and evolve. Just like you're fucking. Oh, oh man. Hmm. Whoa. Yeah. And That's some. Uh, so all of this stuff, all of this is happening at the same time. And did you see that they have officially now confirmed Einstein's theory of relativity? In what sense? Black holes, in fact, do bend space and time. Yeah, I think it takes you out of the space-time continuum. Yeah, they they have now seen the back end of a black hole for the first time, and there is <laughs> it's energy. a parallel universe, right? Funny. There's energy leaving the back. They can't yeah, tell what it is. Parallel it's still, universe, I would say. It's still like eight trillion light years away, or something. They said so. I mean, eight million or whatever it is. It's fucking ridiculously far. So they can't tell exactly what it is. We don't have the instrumentation for that. But there's some kind of reflected energy coming out the back end Dude, of that black hole. So it could be 
time travel. I think it's another universe for sure. So another dimension. Yeah. Could be time because travel. It could be dimensional spirit. travel. It could be yeah. fuck. We don't know what it'll do to go through a black hole right now, but but there's apparently a way to I've come been out in of a it. Couple when I was younger. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. <laughs> the description of that was hilarious. I was like, that sounded funny. <laughs> Sorry, I, I had to. I had to. <clears throat> yeah. So so now we might be able to go into a black hole and come out at a different time. Yeah. Until God hits the reset button because we're figuring that shit out. Like, hey, you guys are cheating. <laughs> yeah. And go through that black hole and. Out. Yep. Maybe that's what that new hit show is called or is about. Um damn it. Can't remember what it's called. But it's on Hulu. Manif uh Manifesto. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Manifest. Yeah, I think Manifesto. They like go on a plane and then it's just Yeah, it's just manifest. Yeah, I was manifest. thinking of Naco. As soon as I said it, I was like, That's Naco song. <sighs> yeah, I watched that. Did you watch it? What? It's not about that. Manifest? Yeah. It's not about what? Black hole. No, yeah. he's just saying as far as the time travel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The disappearing of time. Yeah. Yeah. They're gone for like five years. Yeah. And they come back. No one knows what happened. So yeah, you go through a black hole. You just come back five years later. Hey, guys. <laughs> or Dude, maybe not. You know what? Yeah. Maybe go backwards you, five years. Or you, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what if, yeah. yeah. My mind just blew. <laughs> that was it. That was it. Wouldn't it be crazy to come back and like run into like you two and be like hey guys what's up and you be like who the fuck what, are you what's up man what's going on like who the fuck are you jeremy like my name's steve dude what the fuck <laughs> leave me alone weirdo <laughs> you know what i'm saying parallel universe like just micro shifts in reality or it like brought you back to being like a like a super young kid or like a baby or something and everybody's still like the same age here yeah if your parents were still like their age but then it just but you were a baby again? You just went back to being like a baby or like a So young. who would be your parents? Mm. God? God. God and Mother Earth. It's God's water. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody owns the water. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, no. Now Tesla, now Tesla, now Elon's got a new new task. Send one of them rockets to a fucking black hole, bitch. I want to know what happens. Be- <laughs> Bezos will be down, dude. He's excited, man. Oh, somebody do man. it. Bezos, must, how about we feed the care. fucking world first? God, send a rocket <sighs> to a black hole. Let's find out what happens. Yeah, he'll do it. That shit drives me crazy. I mean, we can still feed the world. We're not because it's eight million light years away. It's not going to happen in our lifetime. Just start sending it towards one right now. Dude, that's that going to take billions of dollars, and we could solve yeah. all our world problems with that money. Yeah. You know right. what I'm saying? Like we could Combined, they have billions of dollars, so they that's can set I'm up saying. a rocket and save the world. It's okay. Why aren't they? Damn it. A good question. More money, more problems. Shit. Tell Jeff Bezos that. He just fucking came back from space. Dude ain't got no problems and stuff, whether his rocket ship's gonna blow up or not. That's a fucking problem. It's not my problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, your hunger isn't his. Right, right. I know. Uh, talk about the snake chasing its tail, huh? Oh. <laughs> so funny. He work like, I watched like an interview of him. Uh, when he, I think it was before he left or maybe when he came back. I don't know. Was he wearing a cowboy hat? Yeah. Oh, God. So funny. Space dude. cowboy. Space Some cowboy. people call me the space cowboy. So funny, dude. Yeah. He was Jack, though. He was ready. I want to go to space. Hell yeah. 
Do you ever wonder if it's just like a fucking green screen video of him? You know, like they talk about the moon landing being fucking all fabricated. What if they, what if we really do live in a dumb firmament and he couldn't really go? I guess he didn't go into orbit, did he? I don't know. I'm not sure. I think he just went up to the upper parts of our atmosphere. <laughs> I don't know. What if? What if space wasn't real? What if? That's another podcast. UFOs are just figments of our imagination. Trillionaires that are coming to visit <laughs> us from other planets. <laughs> Coming back to see us evolve Jeff, from apes. Those, like, those people, Jeff Bezos from another galaxy. Right. Coming. Yeah. <laughs> you know, those people that you like don't list on like the Forbes, you know, like the people like that the have like, untouchable and shit. money. Yeah. yeah. Like the, 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 shadow, Soros. the shadow government. Yeah. Hmm. George Soros and the Queen of England. Yeah. So, FYI, I'm pretty sure I told you guys this like during the pandemic. So I'm sure it's all. We're still in it, bro. Bullshit. Well, during the beginning, <laughs> dodging Delta. Just kidding. Uh, when I was at Sonic, and that girl whose dad was ex-military or whatever, saying that his old platoon commander was telling him that they are going to implement martial law. Or whatever. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So somebody at work's wife's brother is in the special forces, and he got or somehow <laughs> so they know somebody or someone in their family is in the special forces. They got told to go home and make sure their houses are in order. Because shit's about to hit the fan. But they like, eh. like if your bed isn't Supposedly. made, they're gonna get mad. Like, is that, is <laughs> like motherfucker, you, you didn't clean your living room, dude. I just but, uh, got done sleeping. What do you want? You're me to being do? evicted. So apparently, the speculation <laughs> is that they're about to try to force the vaccine because of this whole Delta variant and n- numbers going through the roof again. Dude, it's dodging. from the fucking vaccine. That's why they're going through the fucking roof. Hello, stop killing people, motherfuckers. How many dodging people are Delta. popping again because of the vaccine? Or that have the vaccine. Like, you ain't fucking helping anybody. This is why you don't rush a vaccine because it's not fucking effective. Dude, in Massachusetts, 75% of the people with Delta variant are fully vaccinated. <laughs> what a fucked up joke that is, huh? You keep your fucking noodles away from me. It's because it's That's not my line in the sand. You can't do it in 10 months, man. You know what not kills me yet. is they're, they're starting to make these hot, these hospitals are starting to try to push these nurses to get it because. Dude, Brittany's hospital is 90% un- unvaccinated because people in the fucking medical field are like, nope, nope, I am not being a part of your experiment. You know, whether you have nefarious intentions or not, it's still very experimental. The fact that our fucking own fraudulent FDA hasn't fully approved it yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's a, it's like a, a cover your own ass type of deal. There's a theory that this, this winter they're going to push a button and everyone who got the vaccine is going to die. Nah. I think that's stupid. Oh, yeah. I think that if they were going to do that, it would be all the people who didn't get the vaccine. Why would you kill all the people who were willing to listen to you <laughs> right. and get on your team and bat for your side? Like you, You're not going to kill all them. You're going to release another virus. And the reason nobody is being protected from coronavirus with this vaccine is because it's not for the fucking coronavirus. It's for whatever comes next. They're going to kill the rest of us who don't want the vaccine because they know we'll push back. You ever seen the movie Kingsman? Yeah. Where they fucking blow up all those people, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Samuel Jackson. Yeah, yeah. Dude, yeah. That's, that's what they're going to do. They're going to release <laughs> another virus, and all the people who got the vaccine are going to be protected from that virus, and we're not. Fuck. I got God on my side. Fuck your vaccine, bruh. That's how I feel about it. I'm immune you ain't... to everything, bitches. Dude. With God by our side, we can take the stairs. <laughs> not go set it. To the Boom. Yeah, man. I 
I don't fear anything with God by my side and the, the wisdom of sovereignty, you know, sovereign choice, even if it causes my physical body death, if they want to, if it gets to a point of going out with a fight, dude, peace, you ain't sticking your, your shit in me. It's so fucking painfully obvious of the fact that there's no fear. Like, I don't know. I'll let you form your own opinions if you're listening, because I know there are people that feel strongly on the other side. Yeah, well, look at the numbers. The facts don't lie. It's not effective. Yeah, but man, there's such a split in consciousness right now. And it's one of the most. It's yeah, it's one of the most splitting things there is right now. Oh my god! It was. It'll just shut down a conversation. Yeah, I'm not even an anti-vaxxer. Like. I'm not either. My kid just got his vaccines yeah. for school. Yeah, like I they ain't getting the fucking COVID. But vaccine. this one in particular, yeah, it's not fucking effective. Why? It's not working, dude. If you have to be coerced, fucking, I posted something the other day. It was just a meme that talked about if you have to be coerced, bullied, uh, publicly shamed, or offered a million dollars, offered a million dollars, then what they're pushing is probably not in your best interest. And the fact that it's free off a off a corporation that makes billions off of the the trauma and, and addiction of, of humans. Now you want to give us something free for our health? Fuck you. <laughs> snakes, man. Snakes in the grass. And, and, you know, a lot of it's unconscious, I think. That's that's the, the might be the saddest part, is greed has blinded oh, people so much that they, they don't see the other end of it. True they just see dollars. Like, boom, society. boom, boom. Yeah. It's the programming. Yeah. Success to them. They're fucking rich as shit. It's an outlaw. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you can have successful capitalism without greed. That's not in the current not. not in the current state of human nature anyway. Yeah. But maybe uh, capitalism has put us in that current nature, you know? Oh well, yeah. I mean it's a vicious cycle. Yeah. You're right. It absolutely is. But with the age of Aquarius and a you know, hopefully new, here. <laughs> new shift in consciousness. Maybe we can break those chains. But but e- even with that, we still have to do the work, you know. And, and oh, yeah. the age of Aquarius has a lot of promise and a lot of potential, but everything in this reality is dualistic. So there are shadow sides to the age of Aquarius. Age of Aquarius is an age of technology. So we're already fucking balls deep in our phone all the time and so distracted by technology that's that's the shadow side of having all these gizmos and gadgets that fucking make our life so easy mm-hmm. if we don't balance that shit Told out you. it was on somebody's podcast there are sex robots out there that tell you that they can't wait for us all to die so they can take over the world <laughs> jesus christ they are already programming the artificial intelligence to want to wipe out humanity so we have already playing in the scene Dude, doesn't that doesn't that make you look at all the movies you've seen like holy shit these motherfuckers have been plotting this shit for decades mm-hmm. you remember irobot yeah and no. now now they're programming it already so they're already planting that seed into the artificial intelligence into the machine world like it why would you even make that something that's possible like you are bringing that reality to us by putting that in the programming you know what's something crazy to think about is all of the supercomputers that can simulate reality, like a simulated reality that we live in. There's so many supercomputers out there. Yeah, quantum computing. Yeah, dude. Talk about manifesting a reality. Yeah, quantum computing can process thoughts just as fast as the human mind. That's fast. Yeah. 
That is that is fast, but that also speaks to the power that each one of us hold. Yeah. You know. And once you can find a way use to use it, guys, use it. Let's manifest a, a beautiful reality, you know. Before the quantum computers figure out how to teach it themselves. Ooh. Beautiful times we live in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> powerful times. Beautiful, Maybe powerful, not- scary. A little bit of everything. All of it. All of it. And you know what? Every generation could probably say that. Oh, hell yeah. You know? We ain't special. <laughs> right. Not at all. We ain't feel special. <laughs> we go through world wars and dropping of nuclear weapons and wow, yeah, Great Depression. And, I mean, fuck. Every generation's got something that made them think it was probably the Dude, fucking when, end of the world. When people thank me for my service, I'm like, man, thank somebody else. Thanks, you know, thanks uh, the older generation. Yeah, that, see, and you put boots on ground. So imagine how I feel. Yeah. Like, don't fucking thank me. Go thank somebody who sacrificed a lot more. That was fucking hand to hand combat in the fucking yeah. tall grass of Vietnam. Like that's I'm glad I didn't have to experience that. I Go mean, apologize for spitting in their face when they got home. Right. Fucker. Yeah. So what a great episode. We got into a little bit of, of Saint Germain. We did. A little bit. Yeah, I, I like that. I like the spiritual shit. Call on the violet flame. Yeah, I still want to do an episode. We might have to do another one where we don't really talk about St. Germain as much, but still yeah. it. We'll just do Jesus we'll Buddha Jesus. in a brief, like St. Germain. Yeah. You know, maybe talk a little bit more about some of the knowledge that you have been. So I learned something new in preparing for this. Jesus was just the man. Christ is the ascended master. Oh, they separate it. Yeah. Jesus the, the was the man that the Christ, Christ consciousness embodied. Yeah. So I, I learned that, and then I also learned that that the Christ consciousness is one of the youngest ascended masters. Well, yeah. So that, that's pretty cool. Hmm. You mean, well, yeah. I, you said that like you know <laughs> know that. Is, I mean, do you feel like that's common knowledge? I mean, not necessarily common knowledge, yeah. but if there, are, like I said, there's so many different lists. So I guess it depends right. on which list you're going off of. Right. But if there's 22 to 56, depending on you know everything that you read, then. And yeah, I mean, I'm sure he is one of the younger ones. Yeah, I guess that makes sense since he was the most recent yeah. born or incarnated. So, hmm. but that's weird because Saint Germain, if he ascended in 1800, that's 1800 years after. Yeah, but he was also a consciousness that was around during Atlantis. Right. Yeah. So, so it makes sense for to say that somebody who, on their first, I mean, who else? I haven't found anybody that. Christ was before. No. Yeah. So it's, no, it was just one embodiment. Yeah, so being the first embodiment only 2,000 years ago versus what fucking right. they're saying Atlantis was how? 12,000 um, years yeah, plus so. ago. So, or 12, I guess 14,000. They're saying it's around 12. Who fucking knows? Whatever. Yeah. 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 Closer to episode 50. Yeah. Episode 46. <laughs> episode 46. Man. This is a good one. Pick this one's all good. Pick up sticks. Yep, Stevie Nicks. Good amount of flow <laughs> in our life still, and then yeah, some death, local tragedy, on death. Yeah, understanding that it's freedom. A little bit of life purpose. Yeah. A little bit of spiritual wisdom. A little bit of card pulling. Man, this one felt good. See, these are the ones I like. Me too. I feel like if we can trim the "How Was Your Day" part from 20 minutes down to like 12 yeah then we could include it in every episode I don't think oh, we for sure. get rid of it we just try to yeah fast track it a little bit yeah. unless we have something like revolutionary 
Revolutionary War. <laughs> Revolutionary Warfare is actually a song by Nas. Oh, oh. E is the ghostwriter for Nas, if you didn't know that. It's Nas. We found that out last week. <laughs> Nas like yep. type. <laughs> we found um, that out last week at the end of the episode. Yeah. Rogan said the other day that his most favorite rapper is Nas. Really? Mm-hmm. Motherfucker, I thought Nas was dead. Now he's just coming back full for I'm just kidding. I didn't think he was dead. <laughs> I just hadn't heard that name yeah. in so long. Kills it. Until that episode. And now all the time people are always talking about Nas. Yep. Spoken into your reality. Yep. It's kind of like when you buy a blue car, you see fucking blue cars blue everywhere. Blue cars everywhere. <laughs> Man, we love you guys. Yep. I love you too, gentlemen. This has been a this has been a good one. This has been a really enjoyable one. And this has been one that's making me crave a fucking cigarette because I feel so good. <laughs> and I always smoke a cigarette after the podcast, but I'm not going to yep. because I quit. Yep. Yep. And now it's past. And now it's in the past. Mm-hmm. So I love you guys. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Lights at the round table. You guys, any closing words? Nah, it was a good one. Peace in the Middle East. Remember how quickly life can go. Very. Live every moment to the fullest. I think death is is a great reminder of that and yep. why we should talk about death more to keep that that perspective in our in our reality of you never fucking know. So that grudge, that negative thought or emotion, let that shit go. Forgive, move forward with love in your heart. Yep. Because you'll never regret love. Amen. Amen. And yeah. we out. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs>